0: Technically, it's still winter here in the triad, but this weather of late has us feeling like spring is not only right around the corner, but at times that it's already here, which means we're about to enter the hottest time in real estate. And perhaps now it's the perfect time to start talking to the Sharp Mortgage Team about buying a home. When the market gets hot, being pre-approved for a mortgage loan first means that when your dream home hits the market, you're ready to make an offer. The Sharp Mortgage Team has down payment assistance programs to make home ownership dreams possible for many in the Winston-Salem and Greensboro areas. They also specialize in construction lending, physician loans, and renovation loans, too. Let the Sharp Team prove to you how easy buying a home can be. Get started with an email to our friend Ashley McKenzie Sharp. Ashley at Sharpleans.com. A-S-H-L-E-Y at Sharpe, S-H-A-R-P-E, loans.com. Ashley at sharploans.com
1: This is the Triad Podcast Network. I'm Algernon Cash, and you're locked in. Large and small cities depend on a vibrant downtown to generate revenue, economic growth, housing, quality of life and a central gathering place for local residents. Shifting industry trends in North Carolina have left many small towns with boarded up downtowns that have been starved of critical investment. This week, I've got Rebecca McGee locked in, who is highly skilled in facing these challenges. She's worked a stint in Lexington, Asheboro, and now in High Point. I want you to lock in to learn the challenges and benefits of revitalizing downtown North Carolina cities. Rebecca, how are you today?
2: Good thank you for having me today.
1: Yeah thank you for joining me you and I we go way back um you you've made a sort of a um tour across North Carolina starting out down in Lexington and then I reconnected with you in Asheboro and um now so thrilled to have you even closer to home um here in, in High Point working on some of the the needs that they have in their downtown
0: I guess let's start there
1: because you've seen so much. I mean, the the idea of revitalizing downtowns is not a new subject in large cities, whether it's Charlotte, who started it back in the 90s, um, Raleigh in the early 2000s, and and then even subsequently communities like Greensboro and Winston, who who have done a lot of downtown revitalization. Why is this becoming so critically important in smaller communities?
2: Well, originally, downtowns were the hub of everything. They were a hub of social interactions. They were the hub of business. It was the hub of where you did your shopping and where you made those social connections and it it was just everything. And then when we saw in the 70s and 80s that businesses were going more uh, toward urban development and toward malls instead of downtown shopping, it kind of really changed the landscape of downtown. So They saw the need, or many communities saw the need to bring that back downtown. Each city has a unique outlier for their city. Some are, you know, have more residential around them. Some are more of a business and commerce area. And it just, it is, it's super important to bring that core back. So the core goes of your city as to how the rest of it goes. So if you can, if you can re-energize that core, it's just going to make a ripple effect through the entire city and community
1: you know i i was someone um I, I can't say i was intimately involved with the revitalization of downtown winston I, I was really just starting my career i was really blessed to meet a lot of key people who were involved in revitalizing downtown and, and i feel like i learned a lot from them and then went on to to be able to to participate in my own ways um you, you know even in a community the size of winston-salem or a greensboro um, one key element to revitalizing their downtown was convincing people to live there. Right. <laughs> and that that was a hard sell, you know, even in cities as large as Greensboro and Winston, uh, you know, obviously in areas like Charlotte Raleigh, where you've got people migrating into those communities from much larger cities, they're sort of used to that urban style living. Um, I'm looking at a project now in Lexington. And, you know, one of the, the, the tough obstacles is are people in these small communities ready to live downtown? Are they ready to live, work and play in a downtown? What's been your observation coming from, you know, working in small communities and now ended up in a larger community like High Point?
2: Well, um, I I live and breathe what I do. I believe wholeheartedly in that. In fact, I have lived in downtown Lexington and I uh, currently live in downtown Winston and residents are a key piece that so many downtowns were not focused on for so long because, you know, the it's, it's a business community. Let's get more um, restaurants. Let's get more offices. And they really kind of left out that residential piece. I do see a lot of the people that were in bigger cities coming down to our smaller cities, loving that local community where you can go out at night and you're going to know who's going to sit next to you at that restaurant, or you can see your friend from across the street. It really does build that sense of community. And I believe since, um, you know, 2020 and COVID, what we went through, it really stripped away some of that community and people then are rushing back to it. So I do believe those those small communities are getting an influx of younger people, an influx of even, you know, the baby boomers coming back into downtown, wanting to live in downtown. Pretty much every city I've been in that I see all say and wish we think we can support more residential we wish we had more residential Hmm. people will fill those gaps Um, you have people in uh, my age and generation are saying we wish we had more options in a downtown community it's it's becoming more of a walkability more of a sustainability model you know you don't want that massive acreage to maintain. You want a home comfortable and easy accessibility to those things. So I see it coming, not just in the big cities, not um, in major, major areas, but in in these small micropolitan areas as well.
0: So recently I'm recording our financial podcast and talking with Jennifer Johnson of Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. And the phrase hits us, debt-free in 2023. Makes for a good headline, but we can all admit it's pretty aggressive even if that's unrealistic, you can still make this the year you get serious about your financial goals. Saving for retirement, saving for your child's college education, those might be realistic. Now, where do you go? You could do a web search and get 10 different answers. Or you could go to a professional who knows your financial goals and concerns and treats you like a friend. We believe the best financial advice flows from a comprehensive plan with a local advisor committed to seeing you achieve your financial goals. If this sounds like it's for you, you can check out Three Magnolias Financial Advisors right here in Winston-Salem. Their website is 3magnoliasfinancialadvisors.com. You can learn more there or you can give them a call, 336-701-1600, and schedule a complimentary introductory meeting. Be comfortable with your financial future. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Retirement, financial planning, and investments. Securities offered through Satara Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and Satera Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Satera is under separate ownership from any other named entity.
1: You know, I, I listened to you, and what you describe sounds a lot like growth. Right. You you want to try to grow these downtown areas. You heard me mention earlier um, through some of that growth, you end up generating more revenue and, and there's all these other benefits that can flow. However, there's some residents in town who say, I don't I don't want to see my community grow. I don't want to see things change. I, I like the fact that, you know, that um, diner has always been there at the corner of First and Main that I go to every Wednesday and see my friends. How do you balance the needs of the the, the the older generation in these communities who are actually very comfortable with the status quo versus the their kids, right, who might be demanding some level of change in these, these downtown areas?
2: I see it a lot, especially in the smaller communities. And, and for me, who is looking ever forward, it doesn't mind change. That's exciting to me. It's extremely frustrating. Um but but that is common, especially in the smaller communities. Actually, I found it doesn't matter the size, though. You will mm. always have those people that have lived there for generations that feel like they have that hold. I want to know that this place will always be here. or This place won't change. But if you can get through and say, hey, give me a chance, let's let's make small steps here, small steps there. And we don't want to change things to change your history we just want to add to it and usually what i found is if you if you're given the chance and those community members that were very hesitant to begin with if you can produce a quality project um, a quality influx of business and community where it's not jeopardizing what they want to still continue but just adding to it most people have a change of heart um and i've seen that in communities where you're fighting you're fighting you're fighting and you get someone you get city council to take a chance on a project or you get them to take a chance on on something and you can make that change usually you know there's there's a couple stragglers here and there but usually the majority then say i never thought this was possible because that's also something you run into is is it's not they're so scared of change it's they can't imagine the change mm. and so until it's actually facing them they don't believe it's it's not they they believe it's negative. So it's all about perception and just getting that trust. And that comes, you know, with having those relationships with people downtown,
1: yeah. I, I would agree with you. Um, I always like to say that progress only moves at the speed of trust. And you know, having that social capital built up inside of a community allows for that community to to trust one another and hopefully also grow together and and not be so fearful of. The new people who might be coming into town, or the people who might want to, who might want to live a little bit differently, you and and don't mind actually living downtown, you know, in a high-rise apartment property or unit. Uh, you know, you you said speaking of forward, um, looking forward, you're now the executive director of Forward High Point, um, a really interesting role. Um, the your organization has been charged with the responsibility of overseeing downtown revitalization in the in the city of High Point. Um, High Point, to me, has always been very interesting because, you know, when, when Greensboro um, leaped out and added a ball stadium and decided to focus on downtown revitalization, you almost immediately saw Winston-Salem start to try to move in the same direction. Certainly a little bit slower, but but definitely in a similar direction. High Point, on the other hand, didn't. And, you, you know, there has, there's been, for many years, a lot of conversations, planning, studies. Uh, gatherings, all types of forums. I participated in a lot of them. If you go back and look at some of the old ones, um, there's been a lot of conversation about it, not as much movement. What's changed now? What, what's happening now that you're in the role?
2: Well, um, I see a lot has changed in the last five years. I, I think you're correct. I think High Point kind of sat back and they studied things and they looked at things and, and there was some, again, you know, some old mindsets that it, it's hard to see that change. And they really made a concerted effort with the City Council change five years ago and and really jumped into downtown revitalization with the ballpark, it has changed the landscape of that area down there. And it's, it's just been amazing. Now, we've originally, or we've recently gone through another kind of resurgence, there's been a lot of uh, new faces in the downtowns, as well as community partners. And that's just created a lot of new energy to say, hey, we've done an amazing thing with our downtown, we've um, got the ballpark, and we've got the new businesses surrounding it, but we don't need to just sit here and kind of rest on our laurels we need to keep moving forward so that's the the new energy that's coming in with some of these new people and leadership roles um, myself included i think people just see that as the opportunity to continue that progress forward and keep moving that ball because And it's not easy. Not everybody. They're like, yay, we did it. Let's, you know, this is an accomplishment and it is an amazing accomplishment, but um, you still have to keep moving forward because one project is not going to change the landscape of downtown for a forever. It's, it's got to be the next project and then the next project and the next project.
0: Timing is everything in life. And I'm certainly hoping that my timing is right to deliver this message to you from the Ginther Group, a triad real estate team with a vast local knowledge. What's the question you often ask yourself when it comes to buying or selling a home? Is this the right time? Buyer's market, seller's market, low interest rates, high interest rates, doesn't matter. The answer can always be yes. You just have to strategize appropriately. And we provided many of those guides in our podcast with Blake Ginther and his team right here on this same feed. But here's a new one offered by the Ginther Group. Let's say you want to sell, but your home condition isn't ideal for a competitive marketplace. They've got a program that can help called Renovate Now, Pay Later. That's right. If your home is a little rough around the edges, you can make the improvements now and pay at closing when you sell. Contact the Ginther Group at 336-283-8689 or visit theginthergroup.com to learn more and see if it's an option for you. You can also talk to them about other helpful resources like their first-time homebuyer seminar or a real estate wealth management consultation. Whatever you need, contact them today. And like me, you can become a Ginther Group client for life.
1: Yeah, you want to create that forward momentum. And I, I think that's the whole hallmark of your organization, Forward High Point. And you know for some of my audience who may not go to not visit High Point as frequent as I do or haven't visited High Point in many years um and that may be a lot of us here in the region what what is the vision for downtown I, you know a lot of people know that at least twice a year your population in High Point literally doubles when you have the international um home furnishing market that comes to town um but but I think Part of what Mayor Wagner and many other people is what they want to do is create a vibrant downtown that is vibrant all year long, not just two mm-hmm. weeks out of the year. Talk a little bit about what that looks like, Rebecca, in terms of your vision for for downtown.
2: Well, Forward High Point is going through a strategic plan right now to kind of uh step back, see where our formal role is, what we should be doing. But in that, discussion and discovery. We have done surveys, and what we have found is the community and people around uh, tend to want, again, that year-round activity, but how do we go get that? Um, they see the activity around the ballpark and the influx of new restaurants, bars, uh, as something that they want us to continue focusing on. Uh, the market district is amazing. We've had a discussion about that this morning on how uh, wonderful that brings the people into our kind of southern downtown area, Mm -hmm. um, and how we may be able to add to that. You know, the showrooms are the showrooms, but there's the opportunity for an increase in uh, food services down this area. That is one of the things that that creates a lot of walking traffic. Another thing is residents, as we talked about earlier. We really wanna focus on getting those 24 seven people down here. You know, we've got great businesses, we've got great offices down here but they leave at five and you know they may go to have happy hour drinks at the bar down the street but then it's pretty it's pretty dead after that um in in some respects i'm not saying that's always the case but those residents would then fill that gap where you know they get off at five whatever city they may be living in if they're not working from home and then they come in at five and they are there you know through the 10 11 12 o'clock hours of night that creating that momentum 24-7. Um, they're there early in the morning walking their dog. And just the activity of that in this downtown is something that will completely change the landscape of, of an area. And so we hope to see more businesses, um, more restaurants, more residential in this area. And I feel like based on kind of the direction we're going and the input that we're getting from the citizens and everybody, that's kind of where our survey and end goal is taking forward High Point.
1: Well, I think you guys are making incredible progress. I've enjoyed um, coming over and I've, I've attended a couple of baseball games with Mayor Wagner. So i certainly felt special. Um, and I, I do enjoy the stock and grain food hall that you all have opened. And, um, you know, Patrick over at um, Paddle South Brewery, he's got a really great concept and, and you know, an, an early adopter down there in that Main Street area. Sweet O'Bills Bill's is another favorite restaurant of mine as well. So a lot of good places emerging in, in High Point, a lot more on, on the horizon and on the planning table from your, From your conversations with you. So I encourage my audience to learn more about Forward High Point. Um, I'm sure they have a website. You can go check that out. And then also just keep your eyes and ears open about High Point. I mean, there, there are things that are emerging. Um, Week after week in terms of wanting people to come to High Point and check out what they're doing. And they want to be on your list the same way you think about going to Greensboro and Winston to have dinner or celebrate an anniversary or do a date night. Um, High Point want to see you come over and hang out with them as well. Real quickly, Rebecca, where can they learn more about forward High Point?
2: Well, our website is actually downtownhighpoint.org. And so that has a lot of the businesses that has not a lot that has the businesses listed in the downtown area that they can visit. Hopefully, um, you know, patronize if they want a little bit broader than just downtown we also have the visit high point website which can give more in-depth information to the businesses that maybe are in the northern part of high and the southern part of high point that are out of downtown proper and those are two great websites to check and kind of make your plans from there
1: my audience probably recalls seeing melody burnett she's been on the show before she's locked Mm -hmm. in and they are doing really great work over at visit high point so um i echo Rebecca's um, encouragement. Go check that out as well. I also encourage you to continue listening to WTOB because every Sunday morning, that is where the Locked In Show broadcasts. Um, You can lock in with me there. But if you happen to miss me there, hopefully you're subscribed to the podcast. You can download that on Spotify, Pandora, Apple, wherever you like to get your favorite podcast. You can lock in with me there. Continue to follow Algernon Cash on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And until next time, y'all stay locked
0: in.